0: This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind the scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me by phone today are the Toledo Symphony's music director, Elaine Trudel. I also have principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue. It's so
1: good to not see you,
0: Brad. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hello, Brad. We're taking social distancing, you know, to the next level here because not only are you talking to me by phone, I've only got two phone lines here into the studio, so only two at a time can come on board and talk. So it's a little bit of an experiment. This is the first time that we have operated completely under this stay-at-home situation, but uh, I think everything is going to be okay. Um, Now, Elaine, you're in Canada, right? Yes. Yeah, you're in your home. Where are you in your home? I know you had to move around a little bit to find a, a good signal.
2: Yeah, I, I went to my office. I have the the office is downstairs, so uh, I I think I have the best signal here. Hopefully, you can hear me well.
0: Yeah, well, I can hear you fine. And Merwin, you're you're not too far away. You're at home, right?
1: Yes, actually, it's funny because you're so used to you know looking for cell phone reception, but my cell phone here, just the reception isn't very good. And so I'm desperately seeking the landline plugins. and realizing I have no idea where in my home these are. <laughs> so, wow. so I am sitting on top of a chest freezer, leaning against my laundry room <laughs> <laughs> set up. Yeah. Wow, because that's where the that's where the landline phone is. So it's well, really
0: funny. You know, it, it didn't happen unless we get a picture. So we'll be <laughs> we'll be waiting for that. that. Uh, what I want to talk about today. Well, first of all, I want to check in with the two of you uh, because we've been doing social distancing for a while, and we've been talking about different ways that the symphony is operating under quarantine. But of course, the, the stay-at-home orders are still going strong, and, and you know, life has changed for everybody. And certainly, the arts have changed for everybody. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what what you guys have been doing and how you've been coping, uh, Alain. Let's start with you. I mean, what what have the days been been like for you? Now, you were quarantined for a while when you went back, and I know that you're you're free now, right?
2: Yes. Uh, when I came back after the. Our recording of the Brahms Fourth Symphony program, which uh, we we played as a live broadcast, as people most of the people know, um, I came back to Montreal. But uh, they announced in Canada the the quarantine started on the 12, and we played on the 13th. And I, I right after the concert, I I I get, got back to Canada on the 13th in the evening. But it was the day after, so I had to take a voluntary 14-day uh, quarantine at home. Uh, having a young kid you never well you never want to take a chance anyway yeah. but uh, you know I, I of course you never want you, anybody you know you don't want to be in the middle of something that that, that you might cause even without knowing him, because a lot of people have it but they, they, they have the, they don't have symptoms so it, it's important to to really obey those 14 days so i 14 days and then uh uh yeah then then i'm back um, I can you know we can do uh, it's, it's a little bit like in the states you know we can we can go around, but you know if you go to the store there's uh, we have big lines because you know everybody has to be two meters sorry six foot uh, six feet apart, and um, it's very, very strict, uh very, very strict guidelines, which I appreciate a lot because you feel safe, uh, but at the same time you know we're it, it's it's not a sprint uh eh? it's a marathon. Yeah. So it's very important to treat day number uh, 60 like day number one. And that's the big challenge for people. Some people, you know, you, it's normal. It's a human nature. You know, it's like uh, it's not that people do a checklist, but a little bit, you know. Okay, I've done this for a week now. But uh, you have to do it for as long as we need to do it. And then it's, it's going to go uh, faster. As musicians, we're very, so, especially classical musicians, uh, we're very used to discipline. Uh, repeating things every day and following guidelines because you know you know that you're not gonna sound good the, for the first two three years <laughs> <laughs> if you play string instrument. So scratch 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 and eventually makes a real sound. And and for us it's the same thing in the brass and woodwinds. But uh, you know so just following the guidelines and uh, working a lot from home to create uh, to create content for a public content for yeah. a public. Those, um, we've done eight uh, television shows now that, that you've uh, very uh, generously broadcast. And I'm working on a few more, actually, uh, television yeah. shows uh, that, that I've been doing uh, yesterday and today. Also programming. I mean, the idea is that uh, this is now, but we have to think about the future. I mean, you know, as, as much as we are obeying all everything we have to do now, we have to be optimistic about the future and keep planning on, on the great days that are ahead of us. And that's very important.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to hear that that you are disciplined. I can't say the same for myself, but that's good. Merwin, I know. Uh, you know, you're you're at home. You have two uh, little boys at home as as well, and I imagine your your day to day has changed quite a bit.
1: Absolutely, it's been wonderful to actually be able to kind of bear witness to all of the kind of. Daily changes that my two and a half year old is going through. He gets um, he gets more and more vocal and more and more active, and then we're also kind of trying to juggle, you know, the the realities of working from home along with online school and for my seven year old. And the the school systems have done a great job, and you know, we're we're feeling like he's making a lot of progress and really appreciating the chance to, you know connect with his teachers and his classmates again and you know all of that's going you know as, as well as can be expected and echoing what Elaine said definitely looking ahead to the future and planning you know what what strikes the right note in terms of when we get back in front of audiences again which i know that every one of my colleagues and friends just can't wait to do
0: well you're kind of getting in front of audiences through the uh, internet you know through these different social media videos and things like that. There have been a lot of them uh what was what would you say was the first engagement that you made when all of this started coming down? I mean, I know there was the the play with a was that really the first uh in this initiative?
1: That was definitely very early yeah uh, I think that we i think right after the live stream we then had musicians kind of creating their own individual content, but I think Play With lens was definitely very early. I think one of the things that kind of certainly not differentiates our orchestra, but it's something that we're very proud of is when we, we have a school of music, and so that's something that was so important for us was to make sure that all of our teachers were able to have the um, the resources necessary. So I think that kind of early on, it might not have been as visible, but you were definitely looking to make sure that virtual music lessons and virtual classes were being able to be taking place. And I know you've talked about that with Rachel already on the on the radio show, so we won't talk too much more about it, but that was maybe the very first thing. And Pretty steadily since then, we've been unveiling kind of mu- music uh, from the TSO musicians, and I know that Alan's been part of several of those projects.
0: Well, I want to listen to uh, some of these some of these uh, entries here, and, and we should mention that all of this stuff is on the Toledo Symphony's YouTube channel, and we'll link to that on our website. Make sure people can go watch these videos, but. For folks who haven't seen them yet, I, I want to play a little bit of music. The, the first piece I want to play here comes from the Toledo Symphony Brass. This is sort of one of those uh, Zoom-like videos where you've got everybody showing up in a different square and all of their instruments playing together. Elaine, um, you want to talk a little bit, because you're included here, you want to talk a little bit about uh, what this particular video is? Yes. Well,
2: I'm a conductor, but I'm also a musician. so. <laughs> I... <laughs> well,
0: now you could my have couple. said you you could have said you're also a trombonist, but you chose the word musician. So that's you know. <laughs> you, usually we say there are singers and musicians, but I don't know about <laughs> conductors and musicians. So, yeah,
2: okay, no, but 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 seriously, uh, my colleagues were nice enough to let me in on it. Um, the, David Zaltzman, our fabulous tuba player, and our great principal trombone, that Gartson, and they they put together this uh, this kind of a this opportunity for us to play together. It really came from David at the beginning. Say, so, hey, you want to, you guys want to do something. And, um, most of the people, I, I think maybe all of us, uh, well, I've done some of that before, but I think most of the colleagues, it was the first time that they did it. And it was quite exciting for, uh, for all of us because we got to play a brass ensemble together and we're trying to find a way to create something that was, um, you know, it's, uh, it's easy enough to take a video of yourself playing. um, But it doesn't really involve a community. It doesn't really talk about sharing all that much. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's a, and it creates content for people to, uh, to to have a bit of a a moment to um, be in communion with the arts and that. That's fantastic. But it's nice also to show uh, what we can do as a community. And that's why, you know, the videos that I've done, uh, the play along with Alain, they're duets. They're, they're, they're videos that that kids or, or big kids can play along with me because we have the music also for all instruments that you can think of, uh, the band or orchestra, they they go on the website uh, of the orchestra they download their parts and we can play duets together. They need practice a little bit. They're not all easy, but it's a lot of fun. So when uh, David talked about doing something together, uh, I thought, of course, this is a fantastic idea. And all the colleagues were like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, let's do this. So we're looking for what to play together. Of course, Gabrielli comes to mind because it's one of the greatest composer that wrote for brass. So uh, we put this together. That, so the way we did is we had the, the, the Lorraine, our our principal trumpet uh, player, her leading part, and then uh, and then we had the David. So we have the two parts. By the way, for people who are attempting to do that kind of recording, it's always a good idea to have the top part first, more than the bottom part, because we all. Uh, well, this is a little bit more technical, but the, when I do them myself also, I'm doing one now that I'll post soon. That's a quartet, um, again, from the Renaissance era. But, you know, you, you kind of go with the melody. And, uh, and you know, all those musicians play greatly in tune, so that's not a problem. So it's it's good to follow the tune, not, not just to play in a vertical way, but in horizontal, which you play a shape, a line, a phrase, instead of, of, of landing chords together. It's more musical, so uh, you no know, if, if some people are trying some of that stuff at home because now it's it's very easy to do it's um, uh, no it 's not easy to do it 's easy to have access, <laughs> but it's really not easy to do
0: yeah it's not easy to do, and I mean, even going no. back to the the play with a land, I looked at the music as I thought, hey you know i'll I'll get I'll grab a kazoo, I'll grab a you know yeah. something and play along and and I looked at the the music and I said, "No, no way, No, nope. that's <laughs> not None gonna that. happen oh,
2: the, <laughs> I so. know I've had the, the, the there's some slow ones that are okay, but i yeah. I'm gonna do more that are uh, more i could i say accessible to everybody for the I uh, was just you know I like to challenge myself too, so maybe uh, there were one or two of them are maybe a little difficult yeah. but i we well, we'll come back with some nice ones and you you have seen some musicians are playing some suzuki things also but i'm sure when we'll, we'll talk to you about that yeah. so anyway so we put this together we uh, garth and i overdub the the trombones so we do two trombones each garth is the trombone player of the first group i'm the trombone player of the second group because it's music that's written for two antiphonal brass music that's written for two brass groups so we answer each other question answer and uh laurent li- uh, leads us in this and it's uh some beautiful Gabrielli music and it's uh Big, big, big thank you to David and Garth uh, of uh, putting this together because basically most of us are dinosaurs, and those guys, they they know what they're doing, so uh, we're very uh, happy to have them with us.
0: Well, let's play a little bit of it and listen to uh, the end result here. tiffano parts, right? Where the yeah. two choirs play back and forth. Um, exactly. It's really quite amazing because it sounds like a lot of instruments, and you guys have to coordinate. So you're you're playing on the beat, right? I imagine that's a little bit of a challenge.
2: Well, we we, we put a click track, right? So there's a, and the challenge for classical musicians is to you know, a click track is pretty much the contrary of how you would feel when you're playing classical music because. You know, like, for example, if you're playing pop music, there's like a drum that's very, very steady. In classical music, it's more organic a little bit. It moves around ever so slightly, which creates this beautiful phrasing. So for us, it's to play around with that click track so that we all finish on the beat together or start on the beat together. So it's, uh, it's more challenging for us a little bit than, than people from the, the, the pop music world. And it's, it's great. We learn a lot from doing that. It's really nice. And also, it, it creates some very good content. Uh, and, you know, some people wish, oh, I would like to hear the, the brass of the orchestra play something. Well, then you can go and hear there, there's nine of us. on. The, well, there's nine parts.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a song in 12 tones. Right, by Gabriele. Uh,
2: no, it's, it's, a, uh, it's um, a song in the twelfth tone.
0: The twelfth tone, okay. Well, there's yeah. my Latin right there, in the in twelfth tone.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: What's yeah. the
0: difference between twelve tones and the twelfth tone? Does, does that mean there are twelve? Uh, well, 12th? Uh,
2: well it, the twelfth tone would be twelve uh, different tones, but the twelfth tones, if you count one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, like uh, it, it's it goes with the mode of of what you're you're playing because we're not twelve people playing uh, it's <laughs> it's for it's written for eight well nine uh, with the tuba uh, and it's each of the canzoni or the sonata that you wrote uh, well, especially the canzoni which are just songs as you said um, they're they're in a different tonality and instead of saying A major C major D major they said in which uh, it, which uh, number of the scale they are you know.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. We've all had a a little music lesson here, and a Latin lesson (laughs) while we're at it.
1: Well, one of the things that's just—I'm its not sure how intended this was, but I think it's actually very poignant. Is like, with Gabrielli, um, this wasn't necessarily intended to be performed all on the same stage, all pointing in the same direction. Right. Um, You know, the the fact— like, when you're, if you're listening to Gabrielli kind of authentically, you have a sense of distance. There's a sense of distance that's kind of built in because he envisioned, you know, choirs at separate areas of the cathedral. And to have that be music in an area where you're forced to, in an era, I'm sorry, when you're forced to distance,
2: I think Gabrielli's really the perfect choice.
0: Yeah, you make a great point.
2: Now, just in San Marco, of Venice, which this music was written for, you're so so far from each other, and and I I conducted and played a lot of this music in Italy, and we do them. For example, when we played in uh, in, in Florence, we played a group on a boat on the water, a group on the Ponte Vecchio, the the people who who go as tourists. That's where you buy you know golden things <laughs> on the, on that the old bridge, Ponte Vecchio, and people on the lawn next to it at the boat club. And we play. We're not. We're not the six feet from each other. We're about uh, I don't know a hundred, you know, and between the players. So it's a uh, social distancing before it's time.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it certainly is music that I think can lift people's spirits a little bit uh, to go online and to see that and to know that the uh, musicians of the symphony are still, you know, making music, keeping that music alive. So that's a, a great, uh, great way to interact with the public. Elaine, I want to thank you for for chiming in. I'm going to stay with Merwin because we've got another piece that he played that I that I want to hear. But uh, we'll have you in future episodes. Obviously, uh, best of luck to stay healthy and stay safe up there in Canada. Uh, stay diligent and uh, disciplined, as you mentioned. No.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm working hard to create things for for our public and for for our fans and and for just people maybe who don't have access to to music normally. I mean, it's it's an opportunity for them to discover from uh, WGT on the radio or on television. So thank you very much uh, to you for to be there for us.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Catch okay, you. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. All right, it's time to welcome my next two guests who have joined me today. That is uh, cellist Kellen Degnan, who is uh, from the Toledo Symphony and also composer and uh, bassoonist, among other things, Maddie Wildman. Welcome to both of you.
4: Hi there. Hello.
0: Now, uh, let me just check in with where you guys are right now, because obviously you're calling in from remote locations. Kellen, where are, where are you hold up right now?
4: Um, yeah, so I live in Cleveland. Um, I've been commuting from Cleveland to Toledo for symphony performances since I joined the orchestra. Um, so since this uh, since the pandemic began, I have been at home in Cleveland. Um, I also teach lessons at a college in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, and I have been able to start teaching all of those lessons from home. Um, so the main difference in my life is now that I am not driving nearly as much as I used to.
0: <laughs> yeah, saving a lot of gas money, I imagine. But that's offset, of course, by the, the lack of other things going on. Maddie, give us a little background on you. This is your first time here. Uh, Kellen has talked with us before on the, uh, the podcast, but you're, you're sort of a newbie here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: Uh, well, I'm Maddie. I live in Ann Arbor, Michigan um, and I'm a bassoonist and a composer. Uh, I am shackled up in my home here in Ann Arbor. And I also work, uh, for a music presenting organization here in Ann Arbor called the University Musical Society. I work in arts education.
3: Yeah. So,
5: um, as you can imagine, working for a presenter, just like the Toledo Symphony or anyone else, uh, there's a lot our line of work has kind of been halted for a while, as well as my line of work as a performer. Um, so I get to work from home. I do a lot of emailing and planning, um, also cooking, making music, trying to take it slow. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: that's I've seen the story some. Sorry for many. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And a lot of musicians have been sharing their videos online. Um, We're going to hear a piece that you wrote, which actually Kellen, I guess, recorded back in, uh, was it in January when you recorded this?
4: I performed it on a faculty recital at Mercyhurst University, um, which there is a recording of it that exists, but it is stuck on a hard drive on campus, which is currently locked down. Ah. Um, So the recording that you have is actually one that I did at home. Uh, for the TSO at home performances,
0: right, and folks can see that video. Uh, we'll link to all of these videos on the website. That's at wgte.org/lab. But uh, let's talk about the piece itself. The, the whole piece is called Tinted Postcards. We're just going to hear the first movement, which is Ponderosa's at Polly Judd. Maddie, why don't you tell us first about the whole the piece as a whole, and then we'll focus on that first movement.
5: Sure. So the piece as it currently stands is in three movements. I've toured around with the idea of adding more movements. We'll see if that happens or not. Um, yeah. But uh, it's for solo cello, and uh, each movement is dedicated to a public park that's played an important role in my life. Um, each movement comes from a different place that I've lived throughout my life, which also couples with like a very different phase of my life. So Ponderosa's at Polly Judd, is in reference to the Polly Judd Park in Spokane, Washington, which is kind of my hometown. I spent half of my childhood there, um, and one of the biggest things I miss about the western half of the country, and Spokane especially, is the massive pine trees. So that's kind of the image of those ponderosa pines just soaring above and really being very humbling. That's the idea there. And then the other two movements, there's one dedicated to the Arboretum here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and the other one is dedicated to a state park called Ednis Kimball Wilkins and Casper, Wyoming.
0: Well, as we know, the, the cello is uh, an extremely expressive instrument. And, and I'm just wondering, you as a bassoonist, you're familiar with the bass clef, but, but does that play at all into your writing for uh, another sort of a cousin, as it were.
5: Ah, uh, kind of. I don't know. the The cello is definitely one of my all time favorite instruments, uh, and it is always such a joy to write for the cello. I've definitely considered myself, you know, kind of a sibling to the cello in many ways. We both even read tenor clef, which is a rare bird. <laughs> um, I first started working with Kellen uh, as a composer through this quartet that Kellen is in called Hole in the Floor, which is for four cellos, where I had the great opportunity to write a piece for four cellos, which I'm super proud of, and through that collaboration stemmed this new project for solo cello.
0: Well, let's listen to this piece. Uh, It's the first movement from Tinted Postcards, Ponderosa's at Polly Judd. This is cellist Kellen Degnan. You recorded, as you said, at home for this particular recording. Music of Maddie Wildman here on Toledo Symphony Lab. That's cellist uh, Kellen Degnan, who is from the Toledo Symphony Orchestra, uh, recording on YouTube, and uh, that is music of Maddie Wildman. We heard the first movement from a larger work called Tinted Postcards for solo cello, that first movement called Ponderosa's at Polly Judd. One of the videos that we're linking to on our website that the Toledo Symphony has offered up uh, during this time of crisis, health crisis, going on with the quarantine that is in effect and uh, I want to thank both of you for spending a little time on the phone with me today. Uh, Kellen Degnan, also uh, Maddie Wildman, the composer, thanks so much for joining us here on Toledo Symphony Lab.
4: Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks so much.
0: So we have a little uh, bonus here for the podcast edition of our program today, and that is uh, Merwin Sue is back with me. He's, of course, Principal Second Violinist with the TSO, fantastic musician who has a, a real interest not only in the classics, uh, but also in uh, contemporary music and music that has been written in recent years. And, and we're going to hear Uh, One of the videos that you've posted, Merwin, this is for solo violin, and and it's from a a concerto called Another Spring. I assume you're just playing the violin part, right? Yeah. Uh, Tell us about this piece.
1: Well... This is actually from the pen of one of the music directors of our orchestra in years past, Andrew Massey, and Andrew recently passed away. Um, But when he was he was the music director when I first joined the orchestra, so really the person who kind of gave me my chance here, and I really owe so much to Andrew and in you know him seeing my potential and what I could give to the organization, and he. Wrote me this concerto after I performed, uh, one of the four seasons with him of Vivaldi's. And he invited me to perform this piece with his orchestra in Racine, Wisconsin. And we paired it with the Vivaldi Spring. And so this was literally another spring. And so it's a piece that Andrew wrote, uh, very much inspired by a broke violin concerto both in terms of the orchestration and even kind of the relationship between the violin and the other instruments. So it's not the kind of romantic violin concerto where the violin is kind of fighting against the orchestra. Really the violin is just kind of first among equals and the orchestral parts are really wonderful and exciting but this slow movement that's, uh, that I decided to uh, record is one of Andrew's most beautiful melodies. It um, just lasts forever. It's this gorgeous melody that unspools and unspools. And you're like, wow, I can't believe this melody can extend over 4, 8, 16 bars. But it's one of Andrew's best.
0: That's the second movement of the Violin Concerto, Another Spring. Music by the late Andrew Massey, former music director of the Toledo Symphony. Performed by Merwin Sue, regular panelist here on Symphony Lab, also principal second violin of the Toledo Symphony. That comes from a video that uh, has been posted on the TSO's social media, on their YouTube channel, and uh, other outlets as well. And Merwin has been here with me to uh, introduce the piece for us. Uh, Merwin, I want to thank you for chiming in today and kind of sharing some of the, the ways that the symphony is staying engaged and uh, keeping the music alive.
1: Absolutely, and I just want to thank everybody in our region who's who've reached out and supported us and just been so generous to the symphony and to the performing arts as a whole. We're we're so grateful.
0: This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our program as a podcast at our website, wgte.org slash lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. There are several different ways that you can stay connected to the symphony and keep that music alive during the health crisis through the TSO's social media outlets, including on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. And if you are local, you can also watch concerts from the past two seasons as handpicked by music director Elaine Jurel. That is our television series WGTE Presents TSO in HD. It's broadcast every Sunday at 6 p.m. on WGTE TV 30. You can also hear recent programs of the TSO on Thursday evenings at 8 o'clock p.m., on FM 91 as part of our program WGTE in Concert. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.